0: What's going on everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater show on this Tuesday, January 16th, where we've got eight teams left in the NFL playoffs and the Miami Dolphins are not one of them. How much better would it have been if I said, what's going on everyone? We got eight teams left in the NFL playoffs and the Miami Dolphins are one of them. So much better, right? Instead, we continue the autopsy of the Miami Dolphins. What went wrong? What is wrong? What does the future hold? What should the Miami Dolphins do? We've got a lot to discuss. And the Miami Dolphins yesterday, they helped us out. As the second hour of this show started yesterday, Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel... They were talking. Every year they've got their end-of-the-season news conference. And unfortunately, it always seems to happen in early January or mid-January. There were a few good questions I heard asked. There were a few important answers I felt were given. Look, there are years where I do this show where I bury the Miami Dolphins, and it's way earlier than January 15th and 16th. So the fact that I'm doing it now and it's not earlier, that's a little bit of an improvement. But given the way the Miami Dolphins season started, to see them go home this soon, without a home game, without a playoff win, and I think more questions, the the same questions really that we've had for 20 plus years, to see that happen is very disappointing. And then on top of it, you've got two dudes who were interim head coaches for the Miami Dolphins, Dan Campbell and Todd Bowles, both winning home playoff games. Dolphins fans are frustrated, and I hear you, yeah, you should... Be frustrated. I've got no other choice but to spend another hour here besides talking with Uncle Luke. And I'm sure, you know, you'll hear Uncle Luke bury the Dolphins. I've got no other choice than to continue the autopsy, the funeral, the viewing, everything on this Miami Dolphins team and the entire organization. So I'm coming to you today from beautiful Medellin. And if you follow me on social media, particularly on Instagram, I have all of my following on Twitter because I'm more about news and information. Instagram is pictures and videos and experiences, which I have a lot of too, but I can't show you everything. But I did post a photo yesterday. I was chilling by the pool. It's a beautiful day. And it's another beautiful day here Today, temperatures are a bit higher than normal, but it's nice. It's sunny. It's a great pool day. It's just perfection. And I had a fantastic dinner last night. Had some short rib and lobster and some chicken, some spring rolls, some gyosas like dumplings with short rib in them, too. I'm a huge short rib fan. I love short rib. If short rib is on the menu, There's like a 95% chance I'm ordering the short rib, especially when I fly on American Airlines. When I see short rib on the menu, I've always got to pre-order it. Now, normally, I would talk to all of you for a good 9 to 10 minutes before I get into everything that I've got here in front of me on my screen, my notes. I do a lot of preparation for this program, and I hope... It comes through the airwaves, and you guys can tell I'm not just coming on here saying, hey, call me, and hey, I'm going to have this guest on, and then this guest on, and then in 15 minutes, I'm going to have this guest on, and then 10 minutes later, I'm going to have this guest on, so I don't have to prepare for my show at all. I am the complete opposite. Uncle Luke is, is something else. He's passionate, and I love bringing him on on Tuesdays. But other than hearing from Uncle Luke today, I have a lot to say, and normally I wouldn't say it yet, but I want to start. I don't want to wait any longer. So it's time for this hour to officially begin. It's time to shuffle up and deal. During the news conference yesterday from the Miami Dolphins facility, Chris Greer was sitting next to Mike McDaniel, and Chris Greer said he wants a long-term playing at a high level. I thought that was a very interesting comment. I'm not surprised by it. Tua's question number one around the Dolphins. It's the most important question for any franchise, the quarterback position. And with Tua, there is a decision that will have to be made. And that decision dictates so many other decisions that will be made along the way. So here's the layout. Because after the show yesterday, I said to myself, I talked a lot about Tua and what I think the Dolphins will do with him, but I'm not sure if I laid out the exact situation enough. Not everybody is into contracts. Not everybody is into so many details. And I felt after the show yesterday like I didn't do a good enough job of laying out where Tua stands. So let me do that first. Before this past season started, the Miami Dolphins exercised the option on Tua's fifth year. So they signed him for year five, which is Next season. Remember, Tua just finished up his fourth season as the Dolphins quarterback. That was the game in Kansas City. Season four over. That means Tua is under contract for next year. And when the Dolphins signed him to that fifth-year option, it made complete sense. And it still makes complete sense because they're getting a bargain, per se, in today's market. While Tua is signed for next year, here's the way things usually work in the league. Players don't go into a season on lame duck years of their contract. Nobody likes doing that. Usually after the fourth year and before the fifth year option kicks in, which he does have, usually players in a team will come to a long-term agreement. This would be the offseason where he would get that lucrative second contract. Now, if Tua went to Kansas City and the Dolphins won there and he played well and had a pretty good showing in this next game, which is not happening, there would be a lot less questioning. And everybody would be saying, hey, look, he won in the cold weather, he beat, a Chiefs team who's the defending Super Bowl champions. Enough about this. He deserves to get paid, and the Dolphins should pay him. However, none of that happened. He didn't go into Kansas City and get a W. He didn't play well in Kansas City. None none of that happened. So we could throw that out. Something to keep in mind here when you're talking about the Dolphins paying Tua. The quarterback position in the National Football League to be a starter, the asking price per year, it's in the ballpark of about $50 million. 50 $50 per season. So if you're signing a quarterback to a second contract for $50 million a season and you're doing that for, let's say, a five- or six-year period, 250 to $300 million. Dollars. That is a lot to commit to one player. Would you right now commit 250 or $300 million dollars. to Tua? Probably not. I say probably not because I'm asking you in the audience. The majority of you said no, but... We have some people, no matter what happens, it's all about Tua, he's the man, nobody's better than him, and absolutely, you need to pay that man his money. Pay that man his money. Here's the other option, because the Dolphins can do that. They can pay him. I don't think they're going to do that, but they can. The other option is, and I think this is more likely, the Dolphins can have Tua play his fifth year out. And then they can slap him with the franchise tag. What that does is pay him the average of the, uh, I guess, several highest paid players at his position. But it's a one-year deal. So that gives the team more flexibility if they still are not sure. And I think that's kind of the route this is all going. That's where it's headed. From my perspective, right now Tua has the Miami Dolphins in a no-man's land. And that's why I see the second scenario playing out. He did the number one thing that his doubters said he could not do. And that was stay healthy an entire season. He played all 17 regular season games and he was playing in the playoff game. That's a huge deal. And in the interest of fairness, Tua did put up some big numbers. He led the NFL in passing yards. Tyreek Hill put up some big numbers. The Miami Dolphins had double-digit victories. So anybody who says Tua stinks, I would not agree with that because that's not the truth. He doesn't stink. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the league who stink. Tua doesn't stink. There's a difference between stinking and just being okay. When you do a quarterback ranking list, if you did one on your own, stinking would be being like 22 to last in the league. I'm not saying Tua's top eight, maybe not even top 10, but top 15 If you're in the top 15, that doesn't mean you stink. 10 to 15, they don't stink. It's complicated because he picked up huge numbers. They got double-digit victories. He was 10-1 and against really bad teams and and 1-6 against good teams. And that is where the problem lies. When it comes to not being able to beat good teams and the only team they beat supposedly good that was the Cowboys they barely beat him but they beat him and then the Cowboys they get manhandled at home by the Packers so how good are the Dallas Cowboys Tyreek Hill he called the Dolphins offense a bunch of front runners meaning when things are good they're great but when adversity strikes they're not and I think that's a great way to describe not just the team but it's a great way to describe Tua too Not just for the season, because that's a good read on the season, but also within a play. You don't have to look big picture here. Just within one play. If things go well during that play, he's spectacular. But if there's a breakdown, if there's a breakdown anywhere, the protection, the pattern, Tua is in big trouble. Which leads me back... To Chris Greer. I do think when Chris Greer was speaking yesterday, he was going with the motto of this show, and that is being all about honesty. I think Greer was very honest when he was asked about Tua. And keep in mind, what Greer says is the most important because ultimately he's going to be the one to decide, are we coming to a long-term deal with him? Are they going to pay Tua? Are they going to franchise him? Do they just let his fifth-year option play out? So Chris Greer said, yeah, he's been communicating with Tua's representatives, but he's not publicly going to talk about Tua's potential deals or any potential negotiations, but they have had communications and it has not been about money. It's been about how he's doing on the team. It's been about his relationship with Mike McDaniel and that sort of stuff. Now, the goal, according to Chris Greer, and it's important to remember, as long as he has that job, he is the ultimate decider on if Tua stays or goes, if he gets paid or, or doesn't. Greer is the go-between between Tua's reps, which would be his agent, and Stephen Ross. Chris Greer is the go-between. The man who ultimately is going to sign off on a check being written is Stephen Ross. Chris Greer is not going to make a decision and not go to Stephen Ross and say, hey, this is what I want to do. What Greer says he wants is a long-term deal while getting Tua at a high level. Now, that high-level part is very important. Would you call this season that Tua just finished a high-level season? It's tricky because he led the league in passing yards, but then they were out in the first round. Overall, Tua's 0-5 playing in cold weather games so what is a high level is that a high level I don't think that's a high level and there's a lot of decisions that have to be made that will coincide with what they're going to do with Tua Greer pointed out yesterday that NFL teams turn over about 30 or 40 percent per season so the guys you saw on the Dolphins this year the odds of it being the exact same next year extremely small but they have a lot of decisions to make. What about Christian Wilkins? What about Javon Holland? What about Connor Williams, the outstanding center? If Tua does get a monster package this offseason, which, again, I don't believe he will, but if he does, it impacts who can stay and who's going to go. Is Xavier Howard going to be on this team next season? I don't believe so at all. I think X is definitely gone. And Chris Greer was asked about that. And when you start talking about a person, like, as a person and not a player, to me, that means you're gone. Chris Greer, he was asked about Xavier Howard. He's like, X is a great person. And, and when I hear that, I, I think you're gone. And I think X will be gone. But there are a lot of question marks that surround this team about who will stay, who will come, who will be signed to big contracts. But everything will be contingent on the huge decision around Tua. Now, of course, the Dolphins could make a case to Tua that goes a little something like this, like, hey, we want to keep you. You're our guy. But if you want to have a chance to win the Super Bowl next season... We got to wait on that long-term contract. You got to play under your fifth-year option, and that's it. Down the line, we'll take care of you. They could say that. Now, if they did, I'm sure Tua and his agent would counter with, me the money! but that process, that conversation, all of this is the most important thing in the Dolphins' entire offseason. There's something that went on this past weekend in these playoff games, and this pertains to the Dolphins because, hey, they were in a game. I I know it wasn't really a game, but it was a game. And there's something that is so aggravating, very aggravating. I want to get to that in just a moment. There's nothing to be aggravated about at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Unless you get a bad beat at the poker table, that'll get you going. The Lucky Hearts Poker Open is happening right now at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. So many different tournaments in the ballroom. They've got 70 or 80 poker tables set up in the ballroom right now at the Hard Rock. And the action is nuts. For all of the information to see the entire tournament schedule, visit seminalhardrockpokeropen.com. That's seminalhardrockpokeropen.com. The main event for the Lucky Hearts Poker Open is coming up, and it's got a $2 million guaranteed prize pool. Don't miss it. The Lucky Hearts Poker Open going on right now in the ballroom. The cards are flying. Visit SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com for all of the event information. Get on over there and get to a table and hopefully make some money during the Lucky Hearts Poker Open happening right now at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. What's so aggravating about what I saw this past weekend, and that includes yesterday because we had two more games, Home teams went five and one. The Miami Dolphins had several chances down the stretch to procure themselves a home playoff game. Possibly multiple home playoff games, but at least one. And I firmly believe if the Dolphins had secured a playoff game at home, they would have won it. At least one W. W. If they would have won the division, they would have had the two-seed, and they would have won this past weekend a home playoff game. I really do believe that. Maybe it would have been against Buffalo. Could have been a different outcome. But when I see teams go 5-1 and one at home, and then I think, gosh, the Dolphins should have had a home playoff game, I just think how different things would be here on the program and how different South Floridians would be right now, Dolphins fans, what would be going through their mind, just the vibe of South Florida. They would have won a playoff game. They would have had this drought snapped, the longest drought I think in professional sports of not winning a playoff game. Everything would carry more weight. Mike McDaniel's future, Tua's future, and now here we are just wondering What's next? At least Mike McDaniel, when he was talking yesterday next to Chris Greer, he did not throw away the idea of giving up calling the plays. I brought that up on yesterday's show. I think Mike McDaniel has struggled calling plays. He's also struggled in areas of being a head coach. His team is sloppy when they shouldn't be. Getting the play calls in, getting in and out of the huddle, when to challenge, when to call a timeout. Mike McDaniel is so bogged down with that call sheet. He's always got it to his face. He's so involved in that. It's like sometimes he's not acting as a head football coach. And he needs to be more of a head football coach rather than an offensive coordinator. If you want to summarize what's next for this team, I think the best way to do it, we kind of said it this past season, but it's got to hold more weight next season. It's a show me year. The Dolphins need to get more consistent offensively. They need an additional playmaker besides Waddle and Tyreek, maybe a dynamic tight end. They need to diversify this offense, they need to weatherproof this offense. So it's not just fun to watch football in September or October, but we need to be able to see a team that's capable of winning in January in the cold and on the road. If we're sitting in the same spot in January 2025, talking about another early playoff exit, Mike McDaniel's job, 100% at risk. Steven Ross, just like all of us, is getting older. Steven Ross, though, doesn't have another 15 years or 10 years to wait and wait and wait while the Dolphins try to figure this out. He has invested in this team. He's brought in finishing pieces. Signing Jalen Ramsey was supposed to be a sign that this team is going for the Super Bowl now. And there's countless other examples. And they're out in the first round. Tua playing on his fifth-year option, I'm perfectly fine with that. Let him play, let him ball out, let him earn that big contract. But under no circumstances, if I were Chris Greer, would I give a superstar money right now? He doesn't stink, but is he worth messing with the rest of the roster's money? I don't think so. We need to see more from him, a lot more, before they pay him. You look at the rest of the AFC. Look at the four quarterbacks that are left. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, C.J. Stroud, and Lamar Jackson. C.J. Stroud looks like it's his eighth year in the league, and he's a rookie, and the rest, you already know how good they are, just like I know how good the horses are that are running at Gulfstream Park. It is the championship meet going on right now at Gulfstream Park, and that means the best of the best, the best horses in the world, the best jockeys in the world, the best of all of horse racing in the entire world is in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park, during this championship meet. When I go to Gulfstream Park, I enjoy going to their trackside restaurant, Ten Palms. I get myself a table, sit down, have a fantastic meal, watch the races live right in front of me, and of course, wager on them. And you could wager as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Live racing at Gulfstream Park during the championship meet every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Get on out to Hollandale Beach. Have yourself a great time. It is the championship meet going on right now at Gulfstream Park. A lot of Dolphins talk. I can't even talk about the Miami Heat. I don't even have the time for it. But at one point, went at Brooklyn last night in overtime. Nice to see Jimmy back and the Heat getting a W. Uncle Luke and I are going to talk a lot more Dolphins. A Luke Tuesday continues In just a moment, you guys may be talking about your financial future with your family or just talking about it to yourself at night, during the day, during the afternoon. I keep telling you about Trajan Wealth, and that's because Trajan Wealth will help design a plan based around your goals. It's a brand new year. Here we are 16 days into the new year. You've got these goals, or maybe you've had goals for a while, and now you finally want to start Getting them straight. Trajan Wealth will help you, and they're located locally in Palm Beach. The best thing you can do is visit their site for all the info. It's trajanwealth.com. That's trajanwealth.com or call them at 561 390 1000. Let Trajan Wealth start helping you with your financial future today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Tuesday, Uncle Luke Luther Campbell joins us on the program as he does pretty much uh, every Tuesday. Luke, the big topic, not your Cowboys. I mean, nationally, I'm sure it's the Cowboys, but you know I keep this show local, South Florida, the big story, the Miami Dolphins, Tua, Greer mcdaniel i don't even want to ask you a question i just want to say hello luke and let you go
1: good morning andy afternoon or whatever it may be whatever part of the country you're in listen man you just you asked him out for greer mcdaniel's uh tour and i didn't notice you mentioned any players other than tour you didn't mention any other coaches other than Daniels, but it all starts with the head man. Um, this team, Andy, brutally honest, this team is only built for the regular season. This team has no uh, real brothers on the team, they have a, a lot of Oreos. They need to get some real brothers because the real brothers are built for the playoffs. And unfortunately, the Dolphins don't have that. When you say, Luke, that this team
0: is built for the regular season, a lot of people are probably thinking, including myself, well, wait a minute. They didn't beat any good teams during the regular season. Yeah, they beat the Cowboys, but look what happened to the Cowboys against the Packers. So how is this team even built
1: for the regular season? Well, it's a mediocre league, Andy. Most of the teams in the the NFL suck, basically. So it's a mediocre league you can get out you can get nine wins on any given on any given year unless you're just horrible absolutely horrible you know nine or ten wins is easy to get you know in some divisions you get eight wins like Tampa Bay and you can get into the playoff with eight and nine wins but the bottom line is the dolphins don't have no dogs on their team. You know, when you look at the playoff, when you look at these playoffs, the Dolphins and the Cowboys are two of the same kind of programs. They're all privileged kids. They're all uh, flashy and everything. They got the flashy coach. They got the flashy distance going on, but they don't really have no dogs on the team. You know, when you look at a team like the Raiders, not the Raiders, but the Ravens, and you look at a team like Green Bay, these guys in Kansas City, they took it to the Dolphins. You know, you look at uh, uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay on their defense have three guys that played for me, and I'm a hardcore tough coach. And it all starts with the general manager. General managers, I, the identity of the team is basically who the general manager can relate to. Ozzy and back in the days, the Raiders would get tough guys, real brothers, real brothers. You know what I'm saying? Real guys. And they would go out there. Yes, they would coast through the regular season and beat everybody's brains out. But at the end of the day, when they get into that playoff and they hunt, then the dog come out. And that's what you saw with the Green Bay Packers. That's what you saw with, with 39 beating up Tyreek on every play, taking it to him. And the rest of the Kansas City Chiefs—that's what you saw with Levante Davis and my 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 young guy from Miami, Kalaja, Kansi—they just beaten down on Philadelphia last night. Those are different kind of guys. Okay, so those are real dogs. Those are not those are not cookie cutter. You know, I like the girl from Iowa type football players. They like the girl from Liberty City. Okay, so you, based, fillip,
0: you follow what I'm saying? Based on your explanation,
1: then it's Chris Greer's fault. So what do you do with him? Well, well, I mean, Greer's is a good guy. Dolphin Organization is a great organization. Yeah, but we're not here to talk but about. You got to get guys. somebody in there. To, you got to get somebody in there with him to bring in some dogs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, 94 is a great guy. But hold on a minute. Hold on. But Danny ain't no dog. Hold on. A minute. You need somebody. You know, li- listen. You uh, to a. I mean, Tua loves rock and roll music. That's fine. Why do you know? You know, he looked like, he, he look like a brother, but he ain't a brother. But why do you – I'm just
0: saying. Why do you say that the Dolphins need to bring in other people to help Greer? At some
1: point, are you not able to say Chris Greer needs to go? No, I don't think he needs to go. He does he, – Why he, not? He's a great balance. He just needs somebody else in there that's going to push back and say, when they had these meetings with these players – and they just can't walk up in there and be Oreos. You know, either you're gonna be, listen, man, I listen, I like my O line. I like my O line from Oklahoma, Iowa. I want my, I want my D-line to be to be the brothers from Liberty City and whoever else, and Watts and all these places and these tough places. Put it that way. And that that is how you build your team, man. You can't have all these guys who 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 getting their eyebrows arched and who got all these you know all this stuff going on and they just love the world and their peace and tranquility. You need some dogs when you go if you're trying to win a Super Bowl. You got to have dogs out there. Andy. Okay, but and how do you Rangers, how do you how do you get you need, them? And there needs to be a balance. There needs to be somebody up in there saying you know sitting in there in the meetings and say. Okay, at this position, no, we don't need no passive-aggressive guy. We need a dog so, at this
0: position right here. So, like, one of his side guys, and I think he was mentioned on the broadcast the other night, too, or or yesterday, uh, maybe during the press conference, Brandon Shore. Uh, a lot of people don't know about him, uh, but he's one of Chris Greer's guys there on the side that supposedly helps him. So are you calling for his assistance heads? Because if you need people helping Greer and the people there aren't
1: doing a good job, is that what you're asking for? I'm 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 saying that you need a balance in that organization. You can't bring in all good guys like you. Greer is a good guy. You know what I'm saying? Greer ain't going to walk through Liberty City. He he about like, you'll go through Liberty City before Greer. Well, if I'm you know with, I'm you, you, need, if I'm with you, you. You need a guy like Ozzy. <laughs> Ozzy, l- listen, a guy, not Ozzy himself, but Ozzy is going to go get dogs. He gonna go take a chance on Lamar Jackson. He gonna go get dogs, you know, guys who come into play and who ain't with all this beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Not he. That's that's his DNA. He gonna have him a, a bottle of scotch right there, and he gonna, you know, he one of the old old school old heads. Ozzy could go sit up at the at the Elks Lounge in Liberty City and vibe with the best of them because he know them type of guys. But you can't have your whole team where you got three dogs and then everybody who look like Luke but don't play like Luke. You you, you feel me? Uh, okay, based and on so your. I'm trying to be politically correct here, and so the bottom line: if you want to win playoff games, you're gonna to have to have some dogs on the team. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna make mistakes like not going after Lamar Jackson, not uh not getting Herbert, uh, not getting uh Deshaun Watson, you know what I'm saying, and the things here because that's what that's what the community is saying. Okay, so they're Luke, saying the old coach, the tough guy who, who was tough on tour. It's better than this in what you had. At least you had a defense and you had a guy tough on tour. So then now you got rid of tough on tour and be, and brought in nice on tour and you are getting the same results. Okay, so. You know what I'm Luke, saying? And uh, it's more
0: embarrassing. Let, let me stop you for a second. Uncle Luke Luther Campbell with us here on The Andy Slater Show. According to your definition of a dog, did I get that right? Because you can't just say yeah. dog, you gotta say dog. I don't know if that one was so good, but a dog. Exactly. Double Thank you. G. You you do the audio for that. Snoop Dogg. Is is Tua a dog? No.
1: He's not. No. So what do you do? No. With, what do you do with Tua? You, that, that's a bet, that's a, a situation. I don't think they should pay him. I think I this is what I think they should do. Draft a quarterback, and they should tell him you're gonna have to play this year, boss. You gonna have to play this year out because you're not the guy. You haven't won no playoff games. And I'm sorry, it is what it is. We ain't getting ready to invest uh, five more years into a guy that, that 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 ran the ball six times to get a first down the entire year. You're scared to run. You're, you're dropping back just throwing the ball in, in McDaniel's gimmick offense. You just, you ain't reading nothing. You ain't going through no progressions. You just dropping back throwing the ball. And that ain't going to fly because what happens is in the playoff, what ends up happening is these guys then, hey, they defense that. So every time you drop back, now you go, you know, you're throwing the ball into an area. And a man forgot, let me tell you something. I would have cut him when it was the third down in inches and they had a 3-1 box. And he forced that ball into Tyreek Hill and they had three people on him. Three people where he could have easily ran the ball. You took him three one box. That three da- down lineman, one linebacker. You have five linemen. You could have just walked to the first down. You
0: you sound like me when I'm at Goldstream Park. Give me a three one that, box. That,
1: I mean that right there tells me he's not built. He's not a franchise quarterback. He can't make. That read, the first thing you do as a quarterback is you look at your protection. And when you look at the line, that tells you how many people are coming versus how many people are dropping. And when you see three guys coming and you need one yard, you're going to force that ball in there? Oh, no, he's not that guy. I would not invest five years of money into him because you got to be coherent enough to then say, I'm going to take this first down and keep these chains moving to then get me to to the next series of downs. That that's a problem, Andy. Well, Luke, I, I'm, I was I'm, I'm
0: sorry. I, I was explaining to the audience earlier that I mean I'm I'm with you on that. I don't think Tua should. That's the a pro- a,
1: That's not a franchise Tua, quarterback.
0: Tua shouldn't get a bag of money right now. But Luke, you you're all South Florida. You're Mister 305. You're being celebrated. You're having parties. You're all about Miami. And in Miami, Luke, there's a lot of Dolphins fans who say Tua's the guy. I don't care what you tell me. Tua's the guy. Somebody tells you two is the guy. How do you respond other than saying he's not the guy?
1: And I would say, explain to me, he, he's, yeah, he's a guy. He's a, he's, a, he's a man biologically. But is he a franchise quarterback? Is he the quarterback that's going to get you to the prime the land, to the Super Bowl? Explain to me that. You can't explain because one, he can't play in cold weather, anything 45 degrees and below, done. The man can't throw a simple out route. He did this to the Dolphins when they played when they played uh, Nashville against Tannehill to get in the playoffs. It was cold. He can't make a throw. I mean, you got to be able to win a game on the road, Slater. You got to be. You got. I'm l- with you.
0: Listen, I'm with uh, you.
1: Uh, and and I'm, I'm just saying. Hey, look here. It, it is not my job to tell the Dolphins who to get and their fans. If the fans decide that that's what they want to live, if they're pain freaks, then you'll pay to a boatload of money if you're a real pain freak. And you're going to be in pain for another five years, God knows how many years, and you're not going to win any playoff games. I'm sorry. Unless you play the children of the blind, and they will beat you too. Who's um Who's got a better chance of winning a playoff
0: game first? The Miami Do
1: Dolphins?
0: You- or the Miami Hurricanes.
1: Miami Hurricanes. We got QB one right now. We got the best quarterback in the portal. We got a, a, a NFL draft a draft draftable quarterback. And right now, all the heat is on Mario. He need to go ahead and load up him and Jose Moss and and whoever the other guy is. Uh, they better go get that money together. Go get us another running back. Go get us a go to receiver. Go get us a linebacker. They need to fully load up. The same way the Dolphins loaded up for tour when they got rid of Flores, you need to load up right now because it's now it's now a never. I'm sorry, ain't no more honeymoon, ain't none of that. Mario got to win and get in the playoffs. Well, it's Cam, twelve Cam teams getting in the playoff, and you got the top quarterback in, in the, and you need to go. That what they also need to do is go get Ken Dorsey, put him on the side on the payroll. As an analyst, the same way Nick Saban did when he had Lane Kiffin and Sarkeesy, put him on the payroll. If this coordinator, who I'm not a fan of, Dawson, who I'm not a fan of, if he waver any any way possible throughout the course of the season, you didn't get a job to Ken Dorsey to then get us on back to get us on track if the season goes sideways a little
0: bit. And look, my question was very serious because they got Cam Ward. Um, there's more teams that get into the college football playoff now, and it wasn't a joke who's going to win a playoff game first, the Dolphins or the Hurricanes. Luke, it was great to hear your voice. You had a lot of passion today, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like your passion today is being let out because your Dallas Cowboys lost, and you're using that passion and talking about the Miami Dolphins.
1: Well, the thing is, no, Andy, it's the beginning of the year, and I'm a passionate guy. Mm. My Dallas Cowboys is trash, too. We need to get rid of the coach, and we need to get rid of uh, Dak Prescott. We're in the same position the Dolphins are in, and we need more dogs on the team, and not these guys who just happy to be running around with a star on their helmet. You know, again, hey, look, man. It is what it is, Slater. I don't cut no corners, whether it's with my team, the Dolphins, or anybody, or the Hurricanes, or even with you. Because you run around now, you're spending a lot of time at Hard Rock and not that much time in Columbia. So you're going to get a different grade of women at the Hard Rock you know, it's you know, it's close to the trailer park. You know, in Columbia, you're gonna get J Lo and all them other girls who trying to get to the America, and then when they get to America, what they gonna do is they're not gonna they ain't gonna, they're gonna go to the heart. They're gonna go with their own people. So I already know how this thing goes, them I keep it one thousand. When you ask me a question, some people don't like it. I don't really care if you don't like it. I'm just giving it to you one hundred. And at the end of the day, what happens? Luther was
0: true. Yeah, I was going to say at the end of the day, they send me a DM. <laughs> that, that, that's what happens. Send
1: Andy a DM. <laughs> tell him how much you hate me. I love it. I, Bring I, it on. I, I also but know you. Te- you can't tell me I'm wrong. You love. You can't say Luther is wrong. You
0: love the bread pudding and the stone crabs too. And I know that's where you went after the Cowboys lost. And I hope uh, yeah, your night got I better. I soaked
1: myself in misery into the bread pudding. I had a lady with me, and it wasn't good for her because she. She, I, it was, you know, but
0: it's okay. (laughs) All right. Uncle Luke, Luther Campbell, always entertaining and he's out just like that. All right. Well, that's all the time I've got for this Tuesday afternoon. We will do it again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater and I'll see you later.